Hello and welcome to Miss Fossy Boots, episode 43 of Miss Fossy Boots. We are heading towards 50. Jane Hilston, how are you doing? I'm really well and that's really exciting news. I know. And talk to everybody about our downloads because you sent me a text this week and I got excited. I know. Well, I'd been listening to quite a few um, podcasts recently which were kind of going through their metrics and their stats and I thought, oh, I've never actually looked holistically how many downloads we had Yep. and was very, very excited to see that we had well over 7,000 downloads. Boom. In total. How good is so, that? Well, really good. Well, I think it's really good. I, I'm not sure. I've never seen the stats of another podcast, but I'm, I think if you look at the um, what that means, it means that uh, podcasts have been listened to well over 7,000 times. Yeah, so. lots of people are hearing us. Yeah. If you, thought, if you think about it in the way that if we were doing a show and we had 7,000 people come and watch us speak, yeah. that's massive. It is, yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're the same people over over and over listening. But even if it was 1,000 people but, came to see us speak, even if it was 500. And that's even better if it is the same people listening over and over again because it means that, you know, they're not just downloading it, listening to one episode and, and going, oh, that's off. rubbish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And never listening again. So, um, you know, there, we, we do have like an average kind of um, episode download, which is great. And so I'd always kind of looked at that yeah. and hadn't looked at the totality. So there's a lesson, mm, isn't it? Yeah. Go in and look. Remember Anthony gave us that advice at one stage in the Propel My Business workshop it was. He yes. said, print out your financials over a five-year period or something. Have a look at the whole Have a look thing. at the whole picture because sometimes when we look at it too granularly, yep. we don't actually see the whole picture and we can't recognise, you know, key trends or a big picture yes. um, number or metrics. So that was that was really good to be able to do that. Very nice. And as this will come out, as we've just headed into a new financial year, that's a really nice, um, it's a really nice point for people to print that information out, all those statistics and all those numbers and be able to give yourself a nice overall picture. Yes, definitely. We're talking overall pictures today Mm. because we're talking about what success means to you. And that may change over time, but maybe this is a nice um, point in time for you to have a look at your life as a whole, figure out what what success meant to you when you were younger and now what it means now. Yes. And and we're talking about... um, yeah, what success means and, and what are the various um, success kind of metrics that you put around your definition of success. Yes. But also redefining success. So when I was younger, I thought being successful was the same as being busy. So I oh. looked up to people in my life who were very busy and very mm. important. And I framed, unbeknownst to me until I looked back, a, a picture for myself of um I will be successful when I have a certain level of things to do, oh. important things to do. And so in my 20s, I was busy, being busy all the time. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. Oh, gosh, I've got so much to do. I'm so – and I thrived on people thinking that I was very busy because mm. I had figured out that that's what I had trained myself to think would mean that I was successful. Yes, in, so you relished in – that busyness, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In my 30s, I quickly figured out that you could be very busy and achieve nothing. <laughs> and that's not because you weren't achieving anything. No. You, you, just, <laughs> you were achieving something, yes, but it but wasn't were they necessarily really important? a correlation yeah. between being busy. And I guess that came... I, 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 I had Lucinda when I was 30, so I guess having children then 
kind of gave me a moment to pause and to step back and to go, because I couldn't be as busy as I was before once I Mm. suddenly had a baby to look after. Mm. So I was like, oh gosh, I'm not myself. I'm not so busy. Well, actually, is that even important to me? And kind Mm. of had a full re-look at what actually meant stuff to me and what it would mean for me to be successful, what success looked like. For me, and I'll talk mm. about that a bit more later, but it's mm. not, needless to say, it's not being busy anymore. No, and that's interesting that you're, that you felt that, that, that busyness was a, was a symbol of, of success, but I guess it is in, in some, I think we're kind of, I think we're trained to believe that in terms of not trained, but I think if you look at a lot of um, successful people, and, and particularly it's that kind of Gary V. Um, mindset, hustle, 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 hustle. work yeah. 20 hours a day, you know, yeah. then you'll be successful. So I, I don't think there's, um, you know, I think that's quite normal for people to think that if they're busy, they're, that that must mean that they're on the path to success yes. or successful. Yeah. So um, I think there's a lot of conditioning around that. So I think that's fair enough. Um, what my definition of success has looked like over the years, gosh, I probably can't remember all of it, but probably pertinent to the conversation today was I remember as as I was growing up, I used to love Young Talent Time. Oh, who didn't? Oh. Saturday afternoons. Oh. Five o'clock, was it? Six o'clock, um, something like that? Yeah, five or six o'clock Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, loved Young Talent Time, um, you know, loved, you know, we're talking back in the days where TV was limited. Yeah. Um, things like, you know, and as I was a teenager, home and away and, mm-hmm. you know, country practice and all that sort of stuff. And I remember thinking the people on those shows are successful because okay. they have recognition. Right. Now, I, I wouldn't have thought that recognition um, so much in my, in my you know, definition of success. I would have just thought they're well known. They've made it. Yes. You know, they've got to home and away. Like that's the pinnacle of success. Yeah, they're there. Um, they're on Young Talent Time or whatever. And I distinctly remember as I grew older, and I think I used to consume a lot of Dolly magazine as well. So you'd have, you know, the the teenage um, sensations that became models. Yes. And, you know, you know instant, um, uh, instant fame and fortune. So I used to think that's what was successful was. That was my definition of success. So then I remember as I kind of grew up through the ages and got to probably past the age of 20 and I thought, oh, I'm getting past the age where I can be successful as some sort of, you know, um, you're not going on home and away anytime soon, home and away star or dancer or now. The ironic thing is, is that I never took an acting class. I wasn't a dancer. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how I had correlated that as success when I had no interest in doing any, any of, of those things to actually get me there. Yeah. That was just kind of what my definition of success was. Now, in hindsight, I look back at that and I, my definition of success was their notoriety. It was the fact that everybody knew who they were right. and they were celebrated in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Rebecca Elmaloglu. <laughs> She's the yes. one that springs for mind. Yeah. Sophie, on Home and Away. You know, she went from nothing, she went on Home and Away, and then all of a sudden she's on the cover of every magazine. Yeah. Bang. To me, that was successful. Wow. Now, I think where that's then transferred into my career is my definition of success for my business has been 
notoriety. Yeah. So there is, and um, we're going to have Susan Judd on the program, who's an HR consultant who specialises a lot in emotional intelligence. Yeah. And as part of a program I've been doing with her, there's a, a there are like seven types of personalities or something that respond to different things. Yeah. And status is is apparently one of them. And I thought, oh well, that's me. I'm obviously status is important to me. Yeah. Um. And so my definitions were around growing this huge international organisation empire, mm. empire building mm. that is taking it to New York. I remember you saying that. To yeah. Me. Yeah. So, you know. Taking that to an international level, reviewed in all the different business magazines, yep. you know, um, flying first class to wherever I needed to go yep. and people greeting me by name because I'm just so famous. Great. Mm. Um, however, over the last kind of five years, I realised that that's probably not the definition of success I need to be chasing yep. right now. Yep. All very good to have big dreams. Yep. But again, you know, I transfer that you know, Dolly Magazine, Home and Away star to today. And I look at Emma Isaac, who is yes. like the pin-up girl of successful female CEO. Absolutely. Who would probably do exactly that as I've just described. Yeah. You know, fly first class everywhere. And she has this international notoriety. Yeah. So I look at her and go, oh, that's my, that's the definition of success. She has a new book coming out. She does. I've already pre-ordered it. Oh, have you? Nice. Yes. Okay. And I can't oh, even God. remember the name of the book. But yes, she does have July. I think it's due. Fabulous. So Emma Isaacs is the CEO of Business Chicks and founder. Ah, uh, no, she bought it, didn't she? Yeah, she did purchase it off somebody, and but created what it is today. It was yeah. nothing. And as is to living what it is. living the life. Successful mum, successful businesswoman. The whole mother the whole of package. five, yeah. mind you, mother yep. of five yep. and global Next CEO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dolly Magazine, right there. <laughs> so so yeah so. So this this is this has been kind of probably where my frustration has lay over the last five years of being yes. a mum of three kids, thinking, well, I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. why couldn't I? Wouldn't I? Why I'm working I do really that? hard. Yeah, I'm working really hard. Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm certainly very busy. I'm I'm surely going to you know hit Emma Isaac's um, status really soon. Any day now. Mm. Anyway, so last five years, you know, in a nutshell, realised that probably isn't the definition of success that I should be chasing. And just this week, and, and well, sorry, in the last kind of six to 12 months, I have been redefining, I guess, the framework of my business. Yep. So I've probably gone in the direction originally to go, okay, scale, big. Um, team. So success means big yep. and it means team yep. and it means 100 people and it means mm-hmm. international locations, et cetera. And I've scaled that right back at the at the moment. It's just me and some contractors that I'll pull in for um, certain jobs which to me already feels so much more um, manageable. Yep. Um, I've probably tapped into my why to a certain extent, which is I've created this for flexibility because I think it's really important for me to be a mum to my three kids Mm -hmm. while they're at this age. So the whole reason I started this business was for that flexibility. Um, And then just attaining that flexibility through the business is being successful. And this is what I've had to redefine. That's what is, I'm like, because like you say that and I go, well, you're killing it. Yes. Go you. So, but originally I would not have defined that as successful. No. So it's not a picture of you on the front of a magazine. Um, that's right. Picking your kids up from school. Yeah. <laughs> Should be. And though. here's Jane today. <laughs> What's she wearing? <laughs> yep. The paparazzi behind the school boots. bushes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's right. 
Yeah, so for me, so, so you know, so for the last 12 months I've been redefining that. And then this week I had a meeting with a very sweet client who could see that I probably just needed some help solidifying a kind of framework, business process framework for my business. So wow. he sat down with me for a couple of hours and basically helped me put it on a one page yep. exactly what my business was. Oh, tell. This is exciting. So, well, he um, he essentially basically said, you know, you are the business, which yep. to me – I, and what I said to him is, is I struggle hearing that because every entrepreneurial book that I read says, don't just be the business. You mm. know what I mean? Like to create scale, to create notoriety, to create this, you know, you need to scale it. You need to make it bigger. It has to be bigger than you. Yeah. It has to run without you. It has to run without you. you were da, 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 da. But he very plainly said, Jane, when I buy your service, I buy you. I don't want anybody else mm-hmm. running my account. I'm buying your expertise. You're the one with the 20 years of expertise. You're the one with the mind, you know, da, yep. da, 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 da. you're the one with the skills. Your business is you. So where you scale your business is at a lower level, but you position yourself as a boutique, you know, higher level, higher level consultant. And that's what people are buying. Okay, good. And when you get to, re- you know, when you put that on paper and I won't bore everyone with the details, but when you put that on ta- on paper, you end up increasing my income by 50% in the next 12 months, yep. um, decreasing my stress, um, focusing on the 80% of my profitable clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and the probably the biggest benefit out of all of that is being able, being able to make really clear decisions about where you choose to spend your time. Oh, good. So if you're marketing consultant and people are buying you and this is how you're going to you know increase the size of what you can take on yep there's no more hours in the week there's no more hours in the week this is how many hours you've got this yep. is the most that you can actually spend and if this is what you want to earn then this is how much it costs yep and essentially Could he be. said you've got you know you'll have this much capacity and then as people come on and want to work with you you build a waiting list yep and when someone drops off you slot someone from the waiting list straight on. And by doing that itself, you kind of create this um, even more prestige around being able to access your services and then you're able to charge more and da 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 da, da. Exactly. And I said, have you read the book Oversubscribed? I just said that you, you can't see what just happened, but I just held up a book that says Oversubscribed because the next episode we're recording is talking about our favourite things and this is one of my favourite things. <laughs> And, it and fits he's perfectly. And I know. And the irony. And be, make yourself oversubscribed. Exactly. Yeah. And I'd read that book years ago. And mm-hmm. when he was saying this, I was thinking, I know, I know this. this. Yeah. And and a lot of what he was saying, I was you thinking, say it, I'm I thinking, know, you know this. this. Yeah. I know this. But for him just to very, um, I guess, blithely just say, Slap look, you this across is, the face yeah, with it? Jane, this is what <laughs> it is. He's very, um, he's very black and white. Yep. Yeah. This That's is what, what it is. Yep. You know, there's and and if you do want the scale and the big and the empire, that's fine, but it's not what you've got at the moment. Yeah, you'll have to completely change the direction of of you know what you're doing. Basically, yeah. scrap this, start again. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But he, you know, the main message was redefine your meaning of success. Okay, so hit us. What? Where are you at? Oh well, and it's and it's more just that in in the success of being able to achieve. My flexibility, yep. my income, yep. 
I still get to um, because what I love is professional development. You and I yep. are very same similar with that. So I still get to to um, well very much focus on that because again the expertise is me when the business is me. Yep. Um, it's worth investing in. So you. I still get that. Yep, and I get a better quality relationship. For me, it just stops the noise in my brain of oh, but what if? But what if? But mm-hmm. what if? But what? Oh, but what if I? Oh, yep. I could join that because what if I choose to do this? Yeah. No more what ifs. This is what it is. Yeah. So it either fits with this or it doesn't. Yep. From now. Can we update at the end of the year to see if you've stuck with it? Yeah, because I'm very, <laughs> I'm very, very likely to change my mind. However, this is kind of where I've been headed. headed. I think he's just articulated and probably said the words that might have not left my mouth because I'm not quite wasn't quite comfortable in in saying them. Yeah. And again, it's because I've just read all of these books saying, no, you know, entrepreneurs build scalable businesses. You mm-hmm. know, you're not successful if you're just building a business that's you. Yeah. So for me, I've got to go, well, I am successful and it's not in that light, but yep. it's in the light that I've just built the lifestyle that I want. Yes. And you, you tick know. your boxes of what you define as success. That's right. Good for you. I had, um, you know, I, I said that earlier in my 20s, I was all about being busy and thought that that was where I was heading. I had a similar kind of mindset in that for me, um, my fame and notoriety thing was working in a in a big level ballet company. So the, hmm. the American Ballet Theatre, the Royal right. Ballet, the New York City Ballet, something massive as far as the dance world went. And I read this fabulous book, which I probably mentioned before, um, and it's called 20-something, 20-everything. It's by Christine Hassler, and it's a workbook as well as a book. And I read this when I was 25, and it made me discover all of that Mm. and bring it down to one central thing. And the thing it brought down to me was that, that success that I was looking for was ultimately to impress one person. Oh. And that my success, what I had built up in my brain to be success was I'll be successful when mm-hmm. this person is proud of me, this person oh. sees what I can do, this person. Okay. And when I thought about it mm. and then I thought about that person, I went, oh, well, they're already super proud of me. They already think I'm great. And they who is already that person? think that I've made it. It's Miss Francesca, my ballet teacher. Oh my gosh, are you so, serious? Yeah. Wow. So everything I was doing in my life, not everything, but you, you know, where I was heading with my direction and my career and my choices and all of that wow. was ultimately, when it came down to it, to impress Miss Francesca. And at the time, I remember thinking, she already thinks my job I was working for the Royal New Zealand Ballet. She thought that was oh. The day that I rang her and told her I had an interview for that, she like fell on the floor. She was so excited. Then I got the job, super excited. Then I was doing the job, super proud. Oh. And so then I was like, well, oh, that's really interesting because I had to make a choice when I was um, in my late 20s of whether I would continue following that path and I was working for the Royal New Zealand Ballet. Do I now then approach, you know, go for jobs at bigger companies, more international, like further away than New Zealand? My idea was I'll go New Zealand, then New York. Yeah. One new after the next. New Zealand, New York, here I come. But then I realised that at the end of it, I was quite happy in New Zealand and then I also would be quite happy back in Port Macquarie or quite happy 
on Mars or, or wherever I was if I was doing something that fulfilled me that wasn't for anybody else. And at the end of the day, Miss Francesca was proud of me regardless. regardless. So my mm. definition of success changed then and it became very much um, an idea of being happy in my making my head a nice place to live in. That yes. was that was the that was the mantra that was behind it. So it wasn't about external validation, it was about making sure that my head was a nice place to live in. Did I have time for myself? Did I have time with my family? Did I have time with my friends? Was I at the end of the day when my head laid down the pillow was I was I happy? Yes. And that's interesting you say that because the words that came out of my mouth when um, this person was kind of facilitating this session with me and he was writing down all the whys and writing down the kind of objectives and and he, you know, um, read through them and then he said, um, Jane, would you be happy if, if all of those boxes were ticked? Yeah. I said, well, yeah. Um, I said, I, I don't know how successful I would deem myself. I said, but really all I want is just to feel better in my head. Yeah. To quieten down the negativity and feel not like how I'm feeling right now, which is confused, overwhelmed, and constantly almost trying to achieve the next thing, but not sure why. Why? Yeah. So this book, 20-something, 20-everything, if you're looking to redefine your version of success, it it, it is a great workbook to get to... get to know yourself better. Mm. And then I said, as you know, as I had kids, then I realised that success for me was about having time with them, but also having time to fulfil all the goals that I have for myself and my business and finding a nice blend of those two things, not balance, but a blend of yes. how they both work. Yes. And I can very happily say at this particular point in time, having, you know, being in month five of my maternity leave, um, with Henry, I'm having a great time. I'm getting to spend time with him. I'm also getting to do um, great stuff with the business. The business is kicking along beautifully. I have yes. great staff. I have an incredible team and and all is well. And if my 25-year-old self would see that, that's yes. like, I think, double thumbs up. Yes. I've just realised Miss Francesca listens <laughs> to this. Well, I'm but Francesca. You, I was going to say, does she know that? Does she know that she was that person? Probably not. Oh, well, I think that would make her very proud and honoured. Yeah. She's an important person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And now I'm lucky enough to see her all the time because she she teaches my students. Yeah. She's such a beautiful, beautiful person. And I'm not just saying that because you're listening. (laughs) She's a gorgeous person. She deserves that recognition. Yeah. Um, So where I'm at now success-wise is a completely different path to where I was before. I'm keen mm. to see whether you stick, stick yes, to yours. Yes, because I'm not – and look, I think I will because it, it, this isn't completely new to me. As I said, I've kind of been moving in this direction now for, for the last six months. It's just solidified it. Um, it is taking a bit of time to get my head around and to get used to it, although I think it, I can already feel that it is resonating. Yep. It's making sense. And I've had to make some decisions in the last week and I've litmus Put it tested through that it filter. through that filter and yes. gone, do you know what? I have clarity around that now. Yeah. I don't I need do to that. be part of this organisation or I don't need to do this because that does not fit yes. my my end goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I like moments like that in life where I get reminded 
Yes. Because I will sit down for a cup of tea with Henry in my arms and I'll go, oh, I really should be ticking those things off my to-do list or I really need to make that phone call I really need. Oh, actually, no, I could just have my cup of tea for 10 minutes and... And be present. And, and be present with Henry and do and I'm a little actually, teapot and everything. The world will still turn. And I think we think of that as not being productive. But as we heard from Mel um, in a recent episode with yep. Melanie Locke, who's, who's the naturopath, who talked about mindfulness. And it's kind of, it's almost a bit like exercise. Yeah. It's so important to have that in your day. So if you are just sitting down and enjoying Henry and having a cup of tea, you've actually achieved mindfulness, which has helped bring your mind to a better place. Yep. Tick. Make your head a nice place to live in. Yeah. We just have to add that to the to-do list, I think, to care, to feel really good about that. <laughs> That's awesome. We'd love to hear your definitions of success. You can get in touch with us. Yes. At facebook.com slash podcast. We're loving all the comments on our posts. Um, we're actually getting quite a bit of traction when I post them on LinkedIn. So oh, nice. um, shout out to everybody who listens um, and who's who's interacted with our posts on LinkedIn. Stace is going to start posting them out via her LinkedIn profile very soon. Very soon. Good. <laughs> I, I need you to hold me accountable for that because LinkedIn and I have not been best friends. Though somebody added me the other day who is apparently the HR consultant for Port Macquarie Performing Arts and had a picture of my logo on their profile. Oh. And I've never heard of them and I, in fact, believe they don't exist. <laughs> Okay, yeah. not the best experience for LinkedIn. We'll, we'll work through that We're going to work through that yeah. one. And then I'll be posting a bit more often. Fabulous. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.